Welcome back, everyone, to Podland. I am your host, Nick, and I'm joined by both of my co-hosts this week. Jason, welcome back. And Ian. I'm back. Um, I was here. I guess welcome back as well, because you just came back from Alabama. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We almost were an international podcast if you would have just kept driving south. If you would have just kept driving. (laughs) What were you in Alabama for, Ian? Uh, My girlfriend's graduation. So. so she is real. I did see you posted a photo. Yeah, uh, you you <laughs> freaking DM'd me, and I totally forgot to respond. But uh, yeah, she is real, just like my uh, pilot's license. So I'm still not convinced on either of those things. I need okay. document documented proof on I'm, both of those. I'm just a mystery man. I'm just a question mark man. Okay, I'm just going through life, and this is where life took me. Is to your you fine gentlemen. At the, on this uh, this podcast, so well, I feel like I owe all eight listeners an apology for missing last week. I know. I do apologize. It <laughs> yeah, was a dude. It was a crazy, crazy four or five days last weekend. Joe Biden kicked you out of Seattle. Joe Biden kicked me out of Seattle. We were on a plane uh, last Friday on our way to Seattle. We were around the Portland area. And for those who don't know, I'm flying from L.A. So from L.A. to Seattle, around Portland, our plane turns around, and the and the pilot gets on the speakers and says, Hey, guys, you might have noticed we just took a 180-degree turn. Uh, unfortunately, Joe Biden, our president, he made he made sure to clarify as our president just in case you know we didn't we weren't aware of that fact. <laughs> Joe Biden, <laughs> our former vice president, <laughs> ridiculous. And so he goes, Joe Biden, our president, is in Seattle right now, and he's being delayed. And so they are diverting every airplane in the vicinity away. So we have to go all the way back to San Francisco, refuel, and we're going back to L.A. What was it the time? Was, what was the layover time in San Francisco? We sat on. We sat at the gate in San Francisco. Well, originally we weren't supposed to lay over in San Francisco. It was a direct flight, but right. We turned around, came but back. But they had to, San to go Francisco. back to San. Yeah, San Francisco we, to fuel. We sat there for probably an hour or two, and then he on said, the plane, hey, or did you? Were you there. able to get off? No, no, on the plane. Oof, that's did the you, most claustrophobic you can be. Were you able to listen to Podland at all, like on your headset or? AirPods I uh, I listened to some things. Podland was not one of them. Although I did okay. listen to your guys' pod last week. Well done, guys. Oh, thank a, you. It was thank a good you. listen. And I, I feel like I should say my two cents on the Northman. We we said that we would give you 30 seconds. I'm going to bring up a timer. Oh, and you geez. have 30 seconds to talk about your 5 of 5 star movie. Ready? Set. Go. This was a superb film. Didn't miss a single beat. I waited for days to give this a 5 out of 5. It's only my second 5 out of 5 film. Alex Skarsgård, phenomenal. Robert Eggers is Half on time. a fire streak right now. He does not miss. This Ten was seconds. the most exhilarating Norse mythology revenge five seconds. thriller five. I've ever seen you should go out in the theaters and see this now. All right, stop, stop. That was perfect. no more. That was perfect. No more talking about that. I feel like I deserve like an applause for that one. Pretty that good. Was, that, yep, that was good. That was good. Thank Woo! you. Good, Jason. Thank you, you spent half the time saying Alexander Skarsgård's name, but pretty good. You recovered yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, it's a mouthful. Um, let's do some quick draft talk, guys. Yeah, you. Uh, 
it seems like you guys had a pretty busy weekend. I watched the draft like a nerd all weekend. <laughs> the I'm representing the Baltimore Ravens, who many said had the best draft. Not gonna brag, but yeah, is that your is that your new cap? Show it the, is. Show the it's, viewers your new cap. Spin around. For those who are on YouTube, yeah, very very slick, very slick, very cool, very fresh. Um, yeah, I I loved the draft that the Ravens had. I was even more excited that the Lions got the hometown kid in Aiden. You both are Lions fans. You guys like that pick? Yes, very much. We we had a fantastic draft. Yeah. We, we, had had an, we had an I'm, A we had an A plus drive. So. Yeah, we we were lucky that Aiden Hutchinson. Although I'm a Michigan State fan, so I have zero love for him as a person or his alum. <laughs> you got it. I, it has to be cast aside now. Yeah, it has got to be, be cast, cast aside. aside now. It's the same with Magic Johnson. Oh, not Magic Johnson. It's the same with Tom Brady. Um, I'm a huge fan of him just because of his greatness, and I just forget where he went to college. Uh, Magic <laughs> obviously is is from my beloved Michigan State, but Aiden yeah. Hutchinson. We got lucky. He fell the number two. Honestly, we yeah. Him up. And, and then I think we made a really bold – it's a risky play, but we traded up to get Jameson Williams, a wide receiver from Alabama, who yep. has I, I, huge potential. It, there's a question mark because he's kind of hurt right now. Mm-hmm. But if he comes back and he's healthy, there's talk and, that he could be the best receiver in the draft. Yeah. Him if and, he were, him if, and Saint, if he were him healthy. Him and St. Brown would be a deadly duo Yeah, for uh, – Jared Goff. If his if his ACL was not torn, he would have been the first wide receiver taken in the draft easily. Yep. Yeah, big time. Yep. So I'm I'm happy with the draft. I am. Well, we have a we should get right into topics because we have a packed. We have like today. this have is like, like the most triple news. Pa- Yeah, we have like a triple patty episode today. So I don't even. Well, well we were debating on the on a. Text chain this week. What we were even going to title this episode because we're covering so much information. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a lot. But from the amount of messages that Nick sent us, I would say this episode would probably be called Sonic Two and other things. So mm. oh, Sonic we'll Two, and I probably I probably just set us up for failure there, Jason. I'm sorry. I hate <laughs> that you even brought that damned name up. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, there were. There were two trailers that I was that I had like sitting on all week for us to talk about, and then Jason, you dropped a big one today, which we'll we'll get to oh, last. Oh yeah, and, and it's the only one I fe- care about now. Features it's the only features one I care about. Return of Pew Corner. Um, so the first trailer, new trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. Ian, you are our, our resident <laughs> Jurassic right. Park hat owner why don't you give your thoughts on this um i'm excited to see the gigantic gigantosaurus oh the still probably you probably still think that's made up but it's not oh no Um, it's the joker it's the joker dinosaur it's the joker dinosaur oh look at that it's uh it's joaquin phoenix in prehistoric time no it 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 looks like you know a jurassic world movie so it looks ridiculous i don't know i yeah, it does. Um, I think there's something for everybody in this, meaning, you know, we got Italian car chase scenes, you know, where dinosaurs are running on top of buildings, and then we have snow. We we got dinosaurs on Hoth and, you know, just everything. So 
At this point, I'm going to see it because it's Jurassic World, and supposedly it's the last one. Yeah, it's like the Dr. conclusion. It, so, yeah, so I'm, I mean, obviously I'm going to see it, um, but it, it doesn't look anything outstanding. I'm sure it's going to pull a lot of money just because it's got that nostalgia feature. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, the first Jurassic World installment way back in 16 was not 15. bad. But 15 was mm-hmm. not bad. No, and that honestly, tr- Jurassic World is probably my second favorite out of the Jurassic Park. Yeah franchise honestly that and that's a that's a good point because two and three kind of struggled a lot but honestly that it's kind of the same way in this trilogy you Mm -hmm. know it's just been going downhill since and if it's a little bit better than fallen kingdom that's a that's a win yeah i agree because fallen kingdom felt like two movies that they just fused together so that they could get the dinosaurs outside of the park yeah it was just awful jay what did you think i I'm pretty lukewarm on it, and I think it's because I was so lukewarm on Fallen Kingdom. I don't think the movie was terrible, like the way you guys uh, maybe just suggested. I just thought it was fine. I didn't think it was anything special. I thought Jurassic World was was pretty decent. I, I mean, I enjoyed both of the new iterations of the Jurassic Park franchise, um, but I don't think that they were anything super special. And this trailer felt super generic to me. I, I watched it, and I thought, well, obviously I'm going to go watch it. I already have my tickets to it. I'm an AMC StubHub's member, so I already nice. booked my tickets to go see it. Uh, I'm sure I will enjoy it. It's Jurassic Park. I'm mostly excited about the return of Sam Neill and Lauren Dunn, yeah. the classics. Agreed. Yep. But beyond that, I don't know. It looks fine. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. like a CGI slugfest. And, I mean, hey, yeah. here's, a, here's a take that... I was going to say it's unpopular, but maybe it's not unpopular. I don't know. The dinosaurs in the original Jurassic Park movie look more real Hmm. and better than the CGI dinosaurs in the Jurassic World franchise. I would agree. So I watch the opening opening scene to this trailer is like a bunch of dinosaurs running on a snowy, snowy hilltop. Yeah. Instantaneously, I was like, that's fake. That is so obviously you know it's fake because it's dinosaurs, but it felt so animated, so computer generated. Whereas Jurassic Park, obviously, as we all know, use practical, you know, handmade dinosaurs. Yeah, and you can you can felt tactile, it felt real. You can make the same argument for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, whereas Lord of the Rings had practical effects for all the orcs, and then The Hobbit had a bunch of CGI. And you know, looking back, The Hobbit's not awful, but how much more amazing it would be if the orcs would have that practical effects. It almost makes you feel, I at least, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I'd be interested in your take. I almost am concerned in the direction that the CGI effects world is heading in. Like, I feel like the practical effects feel... Of uh, the practical effects of the 90s, of the 2000s, feels so much better to me because mm. I don't have a better word for it other than tactile. It feels real. It feels like, okay, I could reach through the screen and like touch this thing. It, yeah, it is shout real. Out, shout out, shout but, out the mummy. Yep. Yeah, exa- the mummy is a great example too. <laughs> uh, dude, but the last couple of years, well, uh, that's I think an a, understatement. I the think last a decade has been super computer generated CGI. Yeah. And it's getting good. Some of it is fantastic, but it doesn't feel real at all. I saw a tweet. I'm back on Twitter. Thanks, Elon. Daddy <laughs> Elon. I'm back on Twitter. I saw a tweet 
showing some close-ups of Pirates of the Caribbean 2 mm. with Davy Jones. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah, holds yeah. up. Dude, that, that movie is almost two decades old, and the practical effects it's on that so thing good. and the digi- the CGI is unbelievable. It's, it's so like, good. dude, how have we not jumped leaps and bounds from this in right. 20 years? And it just feels like we haven't. I need a... I need to summarize here because we're already running along on our very first topic and it's a jam-packed <laughs> episode. But I wasn't impressed by the CGI in the trailer. And I'm just yeah. so-so on the movie. I'll watch yeah. it. I'm sure I'll enjoy it a little bit, but I'm not super stoked. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the second trailer, uh, A24's newest horror movie, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, what do you guys think about this trailer? I thought it looked kind of fun. I yeah, it looks a little it, it partial like a, to the to the the slasher genre. Um, so it look it looks fun. Headlined by Pete Davidson's in it, uh, Rachel Sinet's in it. Like it, it looks fun. Lee Pace is in it. Um, looks fun. Bunch of rich kids go in a house and they start dying one at a time. Yeah. So looks fun. I, yeah, it looks it looks like a Gen Z like. Oh yeah, just slugfest in a house right now the but the trailer was so incredibly gen z if uh if it's anything like how it's advertised just with the colors and the shots and the just the frames i think it's it could be pretty enjoyable i think so jason yeah i i mean i think it's supposed to be satire on the gen z generation yeah right? yeah yeah oh yeah the, the, that trailer was so clearly over the top with how they were behaving that it's clearly satire. I I'm slightly interested. Obviously, Pete Davidson is becoming such a giant name. If Pete Davidson wasn't in the movie, the only draw for me would be the A24 name. Mm-hmm. But it looks it looks interesting. I'll probably check it out. But yeah, uh, didn't catch my eye necessarily. When's some the, of the when's the release the, date? Uh, August fifth, uh, end of summer. August 5th, yeah. I think I'll check it out. I mean, the satire that it showed in the like the self awareness that yeah. it showed during the first uh, mm-hmm. during the first trailer seemed somewhat interesting and funny to me. So I'll check it out. Yeah, Jason, yep. I'm gonna punt this last trailer over to you, and we are going to preface this with we are now we have now entered Pew Corner. Mm-hmm. Ian, I think you missed the episode where we had the first Pew Corner. I, uh, I think so. Is that uh, the Adam Project? Yeah, it is best yeah. if you close your mouth, sit back, and let Jason take the reins. Welcome to Pew Corner. Thank you, Nicholas Stites. <laughs> I would like to welcome all of our listeners of Podland <laughs> into Pew Corner. This is a segment where I, Jason Gingray, fan go out on the greatest the most beautiful actress known to planet Earth, whose name happens to be Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh is in a new psychological thriller slash horror movie called Don't Worry Darling. It stars Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, and, of course, Florence Pugh. And it's actually directed by Olivia Wilde. Um... I'm just going to take this right off the bat. Florence Pugh, I mean, I, I've said it before, I've said it again. 
<laughs> and also, I just have to tell you guys, and those listening and those watching, bro, your I've... voice is cracking. <laughs> Dude. Your your face I, I... is red. Well, okay. Well, my face is red because I literally got sunburned yesterday. I put mm-hmm. no sunscreen on, and I was, uh, I had beach service at church all morning long, and then I went to, uh, I went and played golf yesterday. Yeah, no sunscreen. Oh, geez. Wow. I just got torched. Also, I feel like I'm a little stuffed up. And then on top of all that, I've eaten nothing today. It's 4.30 p.m. And I've already started drinking for the pot, so I feel pretty loose. Okay, <laughs> let me let me guys let me tell you guys about uh, Don't Worry Darling. Well, specifically about Florence Pugh. I think she is one of the hottest actresses going today. I think she's immensely talented. And uh, I think anything with her name is going to draw people in. I thought this trailer looked really interesting. Olivia Wilde directed it, which is interesting. She's directed only a couple movies in the past. It's a, uh, it's a classic. It's a classic, basic mystery, uh, psychological horror type of deal. Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde, along with some other female actresses, are like these wives. It almost feels like a NASA astronaut type of situation where. They're kind of in their own community. The husbands go do a job. They don't know what's going on. And uh, the whole the whole movie is probably about Florence Pugh discovering what her husband and the other husbands of this community are actually doing for a living. And spoiler it's not going to be good. But I thought the trailer looked fantastic. And obviously I'm going to go see anything Florence Pugh is in. What do you guys think? Yeah, looks great. <laughs> Ian's yeah. laughing at me. Yeah, look, yeah, no, it looks looks looks, look, pretty looks good. fun. I think out of all these trailers that we've mentioned today, I think that one looks the most promising. Um, I can see it crashing and burning, but if Olivia Wilde plays her cards right, she's got a pretty stacked cast. I think this could be something Jason will engrave into his memory forever yeah. this is the movie that uh ruined jason sudeikis's life so it has a pretty high high bar to cross <laughs> yeah nick nick sent me a, a text that was hysterical he said he said he said uh what did you say nick like i said li- like- list list of jason's that this movie has ruined and i said one jason sudeikis two jason gingry <laughs> well I, there's some scenes in here where harry styles plays Florence Pugh's husband uh-oh. And all I wanted to do is just kill Harry Styles. I just to... <laughs> is that the first time you've ever felt that way about Harry Styles? That's He's not rage. the first Jason to, to feel it's, that it's way. It's the first time I felt that way about another man, you know? <laughs> I saw him making out with Florence Pugh, and I just got upset. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. All right. Well, let's take a hard pivot out of trailers. <laughs> um, and that's and – well, moving out of Pew Corner. I apologize. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pew Corner has concluded. Hopefully we'll stop by soon enough, but yeah. <laughs> um, this is a topic that we probably won't talk about much, but it came up twice this week. Uh, directors leaving billion-dollar movies. So John Watts, uh, who was tapped to direct the MCU's Fantastic Four, which is currently slated to start filming in early 2023, stepped away from the project, citing that he needed a breather from comic book movies which i don't blame him i don't blame I don't him blame either him. i mean i am kind of glad that he's not doing fantastic four i don't think his spider-man movies was... look the best visually and i think fantastic four has the opportunity to 
be a more visually stimulating movie than Spider-Man. I don't, I think he's, is like really relies on the green and blue screen. Kind of what we were saying with how CGI yeah. hasn't really, it, like No Way Home, if you really look at it, especially compared to like the Batman, yeah. it feels like No Way Home was filmed in like a shoebox. Yeah. Which it's fine. It made a billion and it was still enjoyable. Plus. It was it's, fine. It's not. But it's like, not that I, any of these CGI movies are not enjoyable. It's just you know, it's yeah. getting it's getting away from how directors were made to be creative and like you know, coming yeah. up with different ideas. So, it's you just, guys have any strong feelings towards John Watts leaving Fantastic Four? No, I I think the his Spidey movies are good. They're not outstanding or anything. Um, They're not I think amazing. No yeah, there you go. I, yep. I don't think um, it's so much about John Watts as I think it is just clearing the way for John Krasinski to come in. If what are the odds? We need a FanDuel odds for this so you can bet it. I think, um, pretty high because. Do you think he'll actually a, be like the? I feel like they would have cast him by now. If he would have been Mister Fantastic, I. I don't know. I, I maybe they're keeping it a surprise. Um, it could have. It could have been a situation where John Krasinski said to Kevin Feige, "Hey, I'll play Fantastic, or Mr. Fantastic, but I also have to direct. So that's right. my stipulation to play it." If you are right, uh, I'll give you a hundred dollars, and that's on camera. If John Krasinski so you, directs Fantastic Four, I will sauce. give you directs it. If he directs, Not just directs it. it. He doesn't have to play Mr. Fantastic. He just has to direct it. If he directs Fantastic Four, I'll give you $100. So you obviously feel very strongly that he's not going to direct it. Why? No, I just I think it's that that's a crazy claim. So I'm just I'm just betting. I'm just I addicted think, to do betting. I, think I don't think it's I think it's not I don't even think it's a uh, sorry. I don't, I don't think don't it's crazy. Think it's he's crazy got a claim. I think it's very obvious. Yeah, I think he's got a good track record when it comes to directing movies and starring him. In the same time, so he's, I mean, he's no, what two for two? Well, he didn't three even for start. three because he did. Well, the actually, hollers. yeah, two for two. Oh my gosh! Okay, keep going, guys. Um, all right, and then our second bit of directors leaving billion dollar franchises. Justin Lin left the shooting of Fast X after a week. And Jason, I think I sent you the video that Vin Diesel posted um a, like the their like the first day of filming and Vin was like yeah. man we just started Lynn do you think this is going to be the best fantastic or the best fast x and it looked like Justin Lin was a hostage it was the cringiest videos i may have ever seen in my life also one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. It's like a twenty five second clip. It's so funny. You look it up. And at the same and at the same time, I never want to watch it ever again. It was so cringy. Because you could tell you could tell that Justin Lin knew he was leaving during mm. the video. You knew yeah. he was fed up with Vin Diesel and he's like, I'm getting out of here and I just have to do this with a weird video for him first. Um Yeah, it's uh this is pretty rare for a director to leave mid shoot i mean they just not even the mid like a week like they started filming a week ago it's so we, crazy isn't, isn't justin lynn also credited as a writer 
as well. Yeah, he and he's directed like five of these things. It's yeah. super bizarre. Like there's definitely a lot of back end behind the curtain turmoil that's going on. Well, that he said that not aware. Diesel is showing up late to set. He's not knowing his lines and he's currently out of shape. Those were yeah. that's what came out of Justin Lin's camp. So, so no wonder The Rock left these movies. Yeah, <laughs> so, the Rock is on basically. a strict diet. Right. Well, <laughs> no wonder that The Rock isn't interested in working with Vin Diesel again. I don't think it's about right. the movies with Justin Lin. No, I, it, I, I should have clarified is with Diesel. So I'm sure a lot of Justin Lin's frustrations come with Vin Diesel. So, um, and a lot of other stuff, like to your point, Jason, that we don't know about, that's happened a lot behind the scene. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, at this point, I'm sure he's just like John Watts. He's just sick of these movies. I'm just, yeah. I'm sure he's sick of them. And uh, you, you know, you can't blame the guy for wanting no. to get out. Um, so, it, it, I'm not interested in the movie at all, but I'm slightly interested in the story. So it'll be interesting to see what the studio does moving forward because yeah. they're going to have to get a director at ASAP because yeah, they, it's again, costing them a week already. Yeah. It's costing them a half a million to a million dollars a day because they just have the crew on standby. Unbelievable. Which I, I don't know how that works. I don't know if the director is supposed to learn as he shoots, but <laughs> they just show up and they're like, all right, we're doing this on the fly. New fast movie. <laughs> exactly. So, We'll see how this turns out, but um, yeah, I mean, if they get a semi-big name, you know, it could be good. But uh, maybe they'll get John Krasinski to uh, direct Fast X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if John Krasinski directs Fast X, I'll give you two hundred dollars. Okay. Oh, hello. Uh, all right. Okay. Our last stretch of news: um, CinemaCon happened over the past week in Las Vegas. CinemaCon is an expo for movie theater owners and chain owners to go and have the studios kind of present what's coming down the pipeline. Um, it's not as big as, say, Comic-Con, but they kind of show more of the technical stuff, and there's trailers that come out of it. Um, it's for all the movie theater owners, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I this think year, it'd be as big as I think it'd be as big as Comic-Con if it was called CineCon. <laughs> just cut out them uh so sorry that's just my two cents <laughs> cinecon we'll we'll pitch cool. that we'll send this to CinemaCon. Cool. um okay. th- this is the the most news i remember coming out of it like a trailer or two drops every year but we got a lot of stuff um right off the bat we have name changes or movies being named the first is a quiet place spinoff not to be confused with The Quiet Place Part 3, which is still being Happy. slated for 2025. This Quiet Place spinoff is now called A Quiet Place Day 1. And it is being uh, – looks like it's going to come out in 2023. So we have two A Quiet Place movies coming down the pipeline. So I bet I can guess like what timeline this is set up as. The first day, the day that yeah. they come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I, I was. That's what I was gonna say, man. But do you guys I, have any I'm, any thoughts on? I'm excited. Feelings? I mean, so far, I like the 
I like the two movies that we've seen so far. Um, I think the second one was a little weaker than the first one, but that's typically how it goes. Um, but I think, you know, this is a world that definitely. <laughs> this is a world. Ex- <laughs> this is a world that people want more explanation on. Like, when did they come? Like, did they come on a giant ship or did they just start falling out of the sky? So, you know, I'm intrigued to see it. Did, did they mention any names associated with it? Uh, no. John Krasinski is writing and I believe directing okay. part three, which is slated for 2025. Oh, okay. Um, th- I'm, I don't think that there is a director who is um, Justin Lin. been tapped for. Yeah, Justin <laughs> Lin Justin is Lin. available. <laughs> uh, second movie that got named Mission Impossible 7 is now titled Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And it is slated to come out July 14th, 2023. Pretty cool title, if you ask me. That's an awesome title. Dead Reckoning Part (laughs) 1. Followed by Dead Reckoning Part 2 in 2024. (laughs) Five, actually. This this is the rare case of a franchise that as the sequels go on, it gets better. Yeah, like, Mission Impossible this franchise is rules. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive what Tom Cruise has been able to turn this franchise into. Um, I don't have any thoughts on the name itself, but I'm still <laughs> cool name the movie. I'm cool name. What do you mean it's you good. don't have any thoughts, guys? I, I'm pretty sure reckoning. this franchise is. Yeah, it's about to hit a reckoning point. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's about to reckon me in the theater. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, we'll go uh, off the rails here. The All only, right. the only Mission Impossible—I will add this—the only Mission Impossible movies I've seen are six, one, and two. What the um, hell? I, you haven't I seen haven't, the third one? No, I haven't. Philip seen, Seymour Hoffman's I, like the villain. That one's sick. Okay, th- that's a little bias. A. Second of all, I I'm not, not a big biased. fan of long hair Tom Cruise. I don't know. No, about that's you only guys. the second one. The second one's terrible. Okay. okay. All right. Good. The second so you, one is easily yeah, the worst one. He's, that's he's, a franchise you for sure need to watch. It's he's great, yeah. he's rode he rode around on a motorcycle way too much in the second one. There was so. there's all so much unnecessary slow mo in that second one. The second uh, one is probably the worst of the of the. Oh, bunch, easily watch it. Okay, all right. Um, well, all right. Mind. A last movie that got a nice old name, Avatar Two. You guys remember Avatar from 2009, the 3D movie? Wait, the Avatar they're blue. The, the Last Airbender? They're they're blue, Ian. Oh, the Blue Man Group. Oh yeah. Avatar The Way of Water is opening December sixteenth, twenty twenty two. Four new images were released. Did you guys see those at all? Uh no. A lot Not of water. Yet. A lot of water based oh, imagery. Is it, is it the way? And uh, we were getting a James trailer Cameron's before Doctor be like Strange. So James weekend, Cameron's we'll got to be like 100 years old at this point, right? Yeah, he's been filming two, <laughs> three, four, five all in a row. Because we're, I think we're getting them every two years now. Okay. That's, that's uh, you know, it's long overdue and I'm very excited. I uh, When I heard that um, number two was announced... I mean, it's been in the works. Oh yeah, but it was I, originally I looked, supposed to come out in 2013. Yeah, yeah. I looked everywhere on the internet for this trailer, and then I realized it was only available at Cinecon, not CinemaCon. Um, so I was like, okay. But we'll see you this told weekend, me, Nick. Yeah, you told me, Nick, that uh, 
it'll debut before Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So pretty excited for that. And uh, Jason, you didn't get your thoughts in on uh, A Quiet Place. So what are your thoughts on Avatar? I'm actually stoked for this movie. Me too. I, I really liked Avatar, the first one. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe the, the story, maybe the writing isn't the most groundbreaking thing in the world. But that's never been James Cameron's claim to, claim to fame anyways. <laughs> uh, so it was I, – I think we got, I think we have short memory and we forget how groundbreaking the first Avatar was. Oh, absolutely. In the in – the, I mean, we've been talking a lot this episode already about CGI, but within the CGI and more importantly, the development of technology and film, like James Cameron, every movie he does just pushes technology forward. And Avatar was gigantic in the realm of 3D. Mm -hmm. It was probably the only 3D movie I ever remember enjoying. Like because it was it was like made for 3D versus like, they took a 2D movie and just like rendered it to 3D. Like it's exactly. that movie was shot exactly. for 3D with the intention of the theater experience. Yep. So there's there's a ton of jokes that will go around about how this movie has been delayed so many times, and that's obviously very accurate and hysterical. And there's a lot of issues that uh, comes with that. But on the surface, I'm excited for the movie. This one, just like the last one, is made for 3D. The the basic, uh, you know broad chatter that have come from CinemaCon on the trailer that everyone saw was very positive. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm Did a they believer see, like, in James Cameron. I don't care how much I, people yeah. poo on this movie. I'm a believer in James Cameron and I will be watching this opening night. I will have oh, yeah. those three D glasses on and this, I know I'm gonna enjoy it. This it's, is going to break its own record on the box office. I, I yeah, I bet you it does. Yeah. I think it's gonna break its own record. Um I am with you Jason I think he's it's not the first one's not very strong story wise. It's basically wor- dances with wolves in space. Yeah. The world he creates is absolutely insane. Yeah. And I think just going off of that and um I mean honestly, like the story's not that bad. So it's a little predictable, but like it's serviceable. It's still enjoyable. Yeah. It's one of those things where you can rewatch and still enjoy after each time. So I'm very excited for it, um, and I think uh, it's gonna smash its own record. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. And people forget James Cameron is responsible for two of the best sequels of all time already in Aliens and T2. So mm-hmm. I don't know why we've been poo pooing on this for 13 years. I'm excited. But doubting James Cameron seems silly. Like the man went yeah. into the Marianas Trench to get footage for this. Like that's yeah. he's an he's in, insane director. It, it's also truly crazy to think about uh, how long it's been since he's directed a movie since, which has been since the first Avatar. He yeah. hasn't yeah. done anything else since then. And how long ago was that? I was he's thirteen. Just dedicated. 13 it'll be thirteen years because it was Christmas two thousand nine. How long did the Godfathers go through? Was it seven years? In the seventies, like how long? Two has in the seventies, one in the early nineties. How long has James Cameron like devoted his life to the Avatar at this point? Like it's got to be uh, a decade. I mean, you know? he started film. He started doing stuff for it after Titanic, so o- over twenty years. It's insane because it took so, him ten years to get Avatar made. At that point, you just got to respect the dude, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. 
Um, yep. Moving on to bigger and better news. No, this isn't. Oh, the oh, Batman sorry, Two officially announced with Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson returning. Same writing team. Uh, same everything as far as I can read. Um, no just release same, date yet, but same guys across the board. How are we Yeah, feeling? just the same movie in general. They're just going to replay it in theaters. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. So I shared I shared a tweet with you guys this week. With I'm just no way is it real, but it's the the Batman cowl frozen in ice. <laughs> it did Nick look cool. Yeah, the, Nick responded. Somebody you're left pushing. the freezer open. <laughs> oh. You're pushing the uh, Mr. Freeze big time, Ian. You want no, Mr. Freeze. No, okay. So I'm. I was a. F- I, I I realize um, what I said to you could be d- confusing. Um, I'm a fan of what you said. I'm not a fan of it being Mr. Freeze. Mm. So I'm not pushing it per se. Um, and I've never seen. Is it Batman Returns or is it Batman? Batman Forever? and Robin. Batman. Batman, sorry, um, that had that had Doctor Freeze or Mister yeah. Freeze, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Freeze, Doctor Freeze. He is a doctor. Uh, we'll forget that. I've never seen uh, Mister Freeze on the on the big screen, so I. But I'm in no way am I pushing this. Uh, I'm more of a fan of what you said about it being um, uh, the uh, Night Owl. That's that's uh, Court of Owls. Yeah, that's that's Watchmen. Yeah, Court of Owls. That's right. So, yeah. um, I think I think everybody because I looked at the tweets that replied under it, and I think everybody is in the same boat as you, Jason. I think they want Batman to stick to his more detective roots and not so much using his fists and whatnot. And uh, so let's hope you know it, this. You know, Matt Reeves. He's Matt Reeves. We I full trust in him. That yeah, he. I mean, the announcement of the Batman too is like the not surprising it's like the most kept secret in hollywood i mean this isn't a shock to anyone it's obviously you're going to be making the second batman movie so that part of it's not really that interesting what's going to be interesting in the next year or so is when they start giving out some information on what the story is going to be about which is obviously what we're talking about i would love for them to continue the trend that they've set up which is Robert Pattinson's Batman having a heavy emphasis on the detective side of Batman. We've talked about that at nauseum already on the pod, but he wasn't a very good detective in the first movie, but you can see the raw skills that he has and mm-hmm. really it can be developed into. And so, Hey, keep on that. Keep on the grounded, you know, tone of the Batman and do court of owls or something like that. Where it yeah. can showcase him becoming a better and better detective in this very grounded world the mr freeze thing would take it in such a bizarre and different direction i i'm not a i'm not a fan of the character you know overall he's got an interesting storyline and and background but for this franchise i would not would not be stoked to see them turn to him as their main villain yeah i um i'm in the same boat and i just I think I say on behalf of Podland here, I just hope Joker has nothing in this. Okay, and I, that's should. not a punch to that's Agreed. not a punch to Barry Keegan because I love Barry Keegan, but and he did his best. 
and that that deleted scene with the Batman and the Joker. Wh- it's a was cool, cool isolated clip. It's cool, and I yeah. I like how they cut it out, but they still released it on YouTube, and um, but I just don't want Joe. I'm Jokered out, so yeah, I agree. All right, you guys ready for a big old downer? I really what? just don't. Can we just like stay on the high note and cut out yeah, the Sony well, nope. chugs? What's uh? Let's chug through this Sony bus thing real quick. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Oh, it's bad. Ch- Sony had their presentation at CinemaCon, and they are doubling, <laughs> they had... tripling, quadrupling down on this weird universe that they've made. Uh, Venom three announced Venom. officially. Um, yeah, Venom by Eminem. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. Hey, it's um, better than. It's got to be better than dr michael morbius anything's better than that um (laughs) so that's that's announced down the pipe craven the hunter is coming out in january 23rd uh 2023 so less than a year until we meet craven the hunter uh he's played by taylor johnson right yeah aaron taylor johnson yeah baby um and then they have madam webb coming next summer which has dakota johnson and sydney sweeney uh, which that's awesome. Uh, Madam Web is one of the most obscure characters from like the comics and cartoon, like very strange. I think they're trying to open back up the multiverse on the Sony end of things, which is hilarious. Cause okay. at some point they're going to need to bring a Spider-Man in to fight all of these guys. Right. It's not going to be Andrew Garfield because Andrew <laughs> Garfield has taken a break from acting. So, yeah, Andrew Garfield saw Morbius and he was like, nah. Nah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I need to rethink my life. And then they announced another you know movie for January 14th, 2024. El Mirto, played by Bad Bunny. El Mirto is. He has two comic appearances ever. Interesting. Like they're, it Sony is has they have reached the bottom of the barrel, and El Murto is getting adapted. Interesting. It's hard to call him a, a Spider-Man villain when he like the source material barely has like a footnote of him. Bad Bunny was in a uh, Fast Nine or F Nine. Fun fact. Just looking at his IMDb. So how are we feeling about the the Sony verse? We loving this or what? I'm thinking. This is the reason why Justin Lin quit Fast X. It's because he saw Morbius. He was like, no, I'm done with movies. I'm done making movies. I don't want to be associated with this medium. (laughs) I I just, the Sony versus just meh, you know, at this point. I mean, their best movie is Venom 2, and that's not saying much. (laughs) It's not. I, I, uh, it's interesting after our last pod, well, not our last pod, but our podcast reviewing Morbius. I had a couple of friends ask me, so you actually liked Morbius? You were actually what? a fan of Morbius? I was no. like, no, absolutely not. The movie no. stunk. But I was just trying to play devil's advocate and say it wasn't as horrific as some people said. But it's not a good movie. Next I, I still haven't watched that video you sent me of that guy who watched Morbius 14 times Oh, in yeah. A row. A, a YouTuber, Eddie Burback, I highly recommend. He, he challenged himself to go see uh 
Morbius five days in a row, but he did it by buying a ticket to everything everywhere all at once because he wanted to support that movie. So he bought five <laughs> five tickets to that movie and then snuck into Morbius. Honestly, if he bought a ticket to Morbius, he would have it saved was very Morbius's. Funny. He would have saved Morbius. Very sequel. funny video. Uh, just not... imagine, just imagine watching that guy dance five times oh and then God. turn into a vampire real quick. I'm sorry, Jason. Go ahead. No, it's this this whole thing isn't even worth talking about. This whole Sony vs. thing. No one, no one at Sony knows what they're doing with this thing. If you watch Morbius, you're as confused as anyone else within Sony of, of what they're doing. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't have much opinion or thoughts to say about it. But we should, uh, we should oh. move on. Yeah. Oh, oh one more oh, thing. Ian, I bet. Thing. I bet Nathan Drake will. Come in to fight Venom oh, okay. oh, at okay. some point. I'm so done. I'm so done. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm sorry. so done with this. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. Uh, what, you have a last last thought, Nick? Uh, no, I, I just saw Sonic was coming up and I got excited. <laughs> oh, God. Dude. All right, Ian. We're going to have to suffer through probably five or ten okay. minutes of this. But... <laughs> this is Nick's Sonic Corner right oh, here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, we're going to head into our review portion. So we have a couple movies that we wanted to review and at least mention that kind of got lost in the shuffle this past month. We had a great month of movies, I'd say, guys. I mean, mm-hmm. there were a lot of great movies that came out, a lot of big-name movies, that whether they were good or not. There was a, just a lot of big names that came out this month. And so naturally, there were a couple smaller films that just kind of got swept under the rug. So we wanted to take today as this weekend there wasn't any major releases to touch on some of these movies so the first movie we're unfortunately going to talk about and when i say we are going to talk about i mean e and i are going to sit silently while nicholas stites fan goes over sonic the hedgehog 2 and i just want to read the synopsis that nick put in the show notes here when the maniac Dr. Robot Nick. Is that true? I just want to pause it right there. Is Robot Nick? Robotnik. Robot yeah, Robotnik. Stop Ro- saying Robot it's Nick. It's not Robot Nick. It's Robot no, Nick. No, I, I'm looking at this. It's Robot <laughs> and then Nick. N-I-K, That's how it's spelled. Which is how Nick's name is spelled. Yeah, I'm it is. I'm just going to say when Robot, Dr. Robot Nick. I'm just going to say it. You can't tell me otherwise. When Robot Nick returns to Earth with a new ally. I can't even talk. This is so stupid. Okay, Nick, take it away. Synopsis. Nick, just talk about this dumb movie that you love so much, and let's get past this. <clears throat> After setting, settling in Green Hills, Sonic oh. is eager to prove oh. he has what it takes to be a true hero. <laughs> His test comes when Dr. Robot Nick returns this time with a new partner, Knuckles. In search for an emerald that has the power to destroy civilizations, Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails the Fox. And together, they embark on a globe-trotting journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. So, yeah. Sonic 2 is... Maybe the best movie I've seen in theaters this year. Not a joke. I went to a crisp Tuesday evening showing with me and a bunch of families. 
And it was the most electric theater experience I've had in quite some time. These kids were shouting. They were hollering. They were saying, is he dead? Every three minutes. Very vocal crowd of seven-year-olds. Basically, here's the thing. If you loved the first Sonic, directed by Jeff Fowler, starring uh, Ben Schwartz, then you're going to love the mega blockbuster hit Sonic the Hedgehog. Two, which not only doubles down on the fun but it doubles down on the excitement as well dang i i thought you were gonna go a little bit longer than that but okay oh i was just Might taking I a add... breather tails is introduced oh, into this movie okay okay nick you actually saw this movie yeah right? it was awesome i'm not like this this isn't a bit like it's it was a genuinely awesome movie okay you you have it at the top of your top 10 list of 2022. Yeah, mind you, we have. That's, cl- that's clearly a joke, and I we, would not stand that's, for it. But that's what I'm saying is that he said, no joke, it is the best movie I've seen this year. That's yeah, what Sonic the Hedgehog 2. This is so. So, Jason, this is why I think that that is not a joke because you got a crowd of seven year olds shouting, is he dead? There and- was a lot of potential death, let me tell you. They were asking that question over and over again. So, and let me just let me say this: you saw Idris the Elba, Batman. No, let me say this: Idris Elba said that he was not going to do a sexy voice for Knuckles, and let me tell you what he did: the sexiest Knuckles voice I have ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Oh Knuckles is a heartthrob vocally. And Did he actually say that he would? Yeah, do a he sexy said he's voice? not going to do a sexy voice, and I begged to differ, sir. That was one of the hottest sounding uh, whatever well, it, animal he is I've ever heard. Knuckles rules. Just, awesome introduction. Uh, Jim Carrey, who I haven't mentioned yet, hilarious. He sits so goofy and slapstick. Awesome. He ter- fully turns into uh, Egghead in this movie, Dr. Robotnik. So funny. The laughs never stop. Ian, if we want to keep listeners we got to get nick off the sonic talk and 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 i'm gonna spoil one thing so if you don't want sonic the hedgehog 2 spoilers time to pause i will give you five seconds to just no skip one, like 30 seconds no five here four three two one Shadow is introduced in the post-credit scene. It was amazing. I thought, is Shadow ever going to show up? And he does in the post-credit scene. So not only are they bringing him in, but they're they're att- like they're going to do a whole Sonic franchise now. Third movie down the pipe. Shadow the Hedgehog, Knuckles, Tails the Fox, Sonic, all the gang back together. You know, I'm digging on Nick for loving this movie so much, but I, I took my headphones off so I could not hear the spoiler because, honestly, this has a better review on Letterboxd than the predecessor. So, yeah. It does. Day, this Jason, movie, sue like, me. Not ju- sue like, me. Jokes I aside, might watch it. This Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is a legitimately better movie than the first one. What, what do you mean, jokes aside? I thought you weren't joking this whole time. I'm not joking. But okay. everyone kind of clowns on the first one like, uh, da, da, da. It had the whole Twitter well, thing where people like dunked on it because the eyes were so squinty and small. But this one, it's fine. It's so fun. Well, electric. Five of five for me. electric. I think you're uh, just five, saying electric because Sonic 
creates electricity as he runs fast. Yeah, he has blue electricity. He's a Gotta hedgehog. go fast, right? Um, what was I gonna say? Um, this gets five knuckles from me. Okay. Five. Knuckles. I five have knuckles. not seen. I've not seen the first Sonic the Hedgehog, and I've certainly not seen the second Sonic the Hedgehog. And Nick, I'm sorry. I don't think I plan on watching either. I will but, say I will say this that it seems to be headed in the, the, shoot you. the it seems it seems that this is headed in the direction of the best video game adaptation but oh. I don't even know if you want to call it that because it's oh, it is. real I'm not joking it has it is not only the best video game adaptation to date but it has made the most money on return of a comic book or a, of a video game movie it is the most well, profitable not, video game not movie really saying much of though. all I mean, time. Video game I mean, no, but this is killed. this is how legends are made. Okay, nice reference. You dominate okay. your lane. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, let's segue into was, this hey, movie that we know that we well, did not see. Well, before we segue, let me just ask because we have to ask at the end of any review that we do. Nick, what was the letterbox rating that you gave? I gave it five knuckles. Five knuckles well, out of five okay, knuckles. This, okay. This what is, do you mean? What was his well, score? This is, this is, we need to move on. We need to move on. Okay, so we're going to move on to our second movie. We have three total movies that we're going to review here. This is a movie that um, I don't think, uh, we have two and a half. I don't think we're going to be talking about this movie either. To be honest, guys, you might be asking yourselves as you're driving in the car, listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you might be asking yourself, you, oh, you might even be at home watching the YouTube channel. And you well, might please be like saying, and subscribe. You might be saying, "Oh, yeah, yes, please like and yep. subscribe." Thank you yep. very much. Um, you might be saying, "Jason, Ian, Nick, why are we talking about these movies that nobody cares about?" And to that listener, I say, "That's a fantastic question, sir or ma'am." The only one with the answer to that question is Nick Stites. The answer on the first movie, Sonic, is because obviously this man has an irrational love for a child's movie. We we said that we would see every big release, and it was a major release, and April was incredibly backed up. I don't up, know if that counts as a major release. I don't know if that counts as a major release. It does. The second, the second movie here certainly does not count as a major release, but you are going to have to do – you're going to have to argue and give a rational – valid reason of why this second movie is even on the list oh on the notes i see ian is about to delete it and it's deleted but we're gonna well, mention it the second movie on the list was Ian. Ambulance. you better control the, z that buddy. the the, the, <laughs> the micah bay movie starring uh who, who starred in it i don't even know jake gyllenhaal abdul mateen none of us saw it because we know it's oh, going to be wait, terrible. Oh, wait, 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 Because Jason, we know no one cares wait. about hearing our review wait, on it. Wait, Jason. I saw Ambulance, you fool. <laughs> no, you, you did you not. Fool. No, you did oh, not. Oh, no. Boy, there's no I. way you I actually did this morning. No. I knew You're that you idiots me. weren't going to watch it. I oh, watched it this gosh. morning so that I you could talk not. about it. Oh, yes, I did. Ambulance. You oh, watched I watched Ambulance. it this morning. No, you did not. No, I guarantee. No, there's no way you did. There's it is. No way Ian, it is. Ian and I were talking before this. Why did we even mention it? Because none of us watched it. Because I thought you idiots were going to. I gave you two weeks to watch it, and you didn't. I was the one so, who saw Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent first. I saw it. Nick that. saw Sonic, so honestly, this is on Jason. 
because everyone, all of us were reviewing the Nick Cage movie. You're not special. We all saw it. What do you mean? So uh, far, I'm supposed to go out to see in extra okay. credit activities. Okay, Nick, give your. You should be given a thirty minute. A uh, thirty. I'm sorry. No. Oh my goodness. Made a huge mistake there. You should be the one giving a thirty second timer. I'm gonna give you thirty seconds. I'm pulling yeah, out my timer. Thank you. Thank I'm you, pulling out my timer. You're gonna get thirty seconds to give your review of ambulance, and you're gonna realize at the end of this that you wasted two hours of your morning today. There's no, no two way. Are you, you saw are you, it this morning. Are you ready, Nick? Are you ready, Nick? One second. One second. One second. No, he's, he's got to pull up some source material to give his review. Yeah, because I deleted his source material this morning. I was I was never going to watch Ambulance because I know no one cares about Ambulance. No one. That's not I, true. You can't just write off an entire major blockbuster release. No, I, I bet you the majority of people listening don't even know what the movie is. Nick, okay? that's it's insane. Monday. That's a, you're that's an insult to our viewers. Nick, you worked today. You go to work at night. You go to work in the morning. Yeah, well, I watched it at work at my desk. <laughs> I watched Ambulance at work. <laughs> oh, man. I hope your boss isn't listening to the pod. Okay. You're going to get 30 seconds to review Ambulance in three, two, one, go. Is he just not going to do it? No. I'm going to let an ambulance oh, review God. it. We can barely hear it, Nick. You can't hear it. We can only hear it when you talk. Do you hear the ambulance noises? Yeah, very brief. Seriously, this is your review. You no, got it's the ambulance's seconds. review. This is. You got five seconds to say. Directed anything. by Michael Bay. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on to the last movie. Please. All right. Let's move on. Okay. This is the actual movie that all three of us saw. That will. Wait. All can I get my rating? Can I get my rating? <laughs> oh yeah. What was, okay. What, what was the letterbox rating? Okay. I, 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 I didn't want to do it because I didn't want you to You wanted it to be a surprise. I I, that was a surprise. It was. It, that was a genuine surprise. Well, well, uh, that was well a done. surprise. Um, it was a, a movie. strong two and a half. Jake wow. Gyllenhaal does crazy cocaine eyes for two and a half hours. Hmm. Michael Bay invented drones. It's probably his best movie since. I I have heard the drone footage and it is really nice. It is insane. He uses it a lot, but it, it like the drone footage is genuinely like kind of crazy. I would assume it's as Michael Bay as a Michael Bay film can get. It's his best movie since the first Transformers, I would say. If not oh, better. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. I, I, um, I actually I looked back. It's maybe his best movie of the 21st century. Not a joke. Uh, where, where can someone watch this? I'm just asking for a friend. Well, it is in theaters and it is also, I saw last night that it is now on streaming. You can rent it. Oh, so Mm. that's how I, that's how I got my hands on it. (laughs) And your eyeballs and my eyeballs. And my, (laughs) well, we're going to, we're going to two and a half sirens from me, two and a half sirens from Nick. Okay. We're going to move on. Uh, to the actual movie that probably anyone cares about that's listening. Uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Massive, this is actually, massive, massive. Massive talent. This is actually, I think, a really intriguing movie, and I think we can actually have an interesting conversation about it. Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage. 
in a movie about Nicolas Cage. That's pretty much all you need to know about the film. It co-stars Pedro Pascal as basically a, a huge super fan of Nick Cage, the actor, and invites him to his, uh, to his mansion because his character is, is very rich. Invites him to his mansion for his birthday party. And they end up hanging out together and it turns into basically a buddy film. It also co-stars Tiffany Haddish as a CIA agent. But let's just focus on Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal here. Ian, you watch it. All three of us watch it. This is kind of our main review of the episode. It's the one that went up last week against The Northman. And certainly The Northman is a better film than this. But, I mean, I think that they should have waited a week to release it this weekend. Because this was a really intriguing and surprising film to me that should have opened by its own and unfortunately it kind of got swept under the rug because of the northman what did you think of the unbearable weight of massive talent i think it was a very enjoyable film and i think it's nothing you know crazy or outstanding i think in a sense in a spoiler free review it's um very enjoyable it's not too hollywood at all which is what i was going into this expecting um, I thought it was just going to be a bunch of Hollywood, you know, themes and whatnot, and they they stick with the Nick Cage theme, but they don't. They drop it actually pretty early within the first quarter of the film, and it just turns into this buddy movie, like you called it, Jason. And it's it's hilarious. It's fun. Um, it's again nothing outstanding. The story isn't, you know, standoutish, but honestly, the action scenes in it and just the jokes that they made um, were very surprising considering what this movie turned out to be. So that's my spoiler-free review. And uh, I would recommend anybody go see it, especially if they're a fan of Nicolas Cage. I think uh, this is, you know, a, one one in a long time that, you know, stands out for him. I think, uh, yeah. I think it's great. And I think him and Pedro Pascal's... Uh, charisma in this is top notch so nick what, what about you, you bro what do you think nick i feel like i have been dominating the reviews the past 15 minutes so jay why don't you give yours before <laughs> i speak again that's a good point because you're the only one that watched the last two terrible movies okay i still can't believe you saw him Ter- you say I, yeah, terrible that's... very loosely that was the most shocking moment on potland yeah that was nick showing the, up was the biggest sh- plot twist on my life having ever. watched ambulance unbelievable uh i really enjoyed this this film it was to your point ian i actually was pretty surprised at the end of it i went into it knowing that hey this is a a very meta movie about nick cage that nick cage is in it's probably going to poke a lot of fun at nick cage's old uh filmography and his old characters but i came out of it thinking hey this movie actually had a ton of heart in it Nick Cage actually put on a great performance and it was a great reminder that Nick Cage is a really talented actor Mm -hmm. and I think he gets a bad rap because he simply acts a lot and they even talk about it they even talk about it in the movie about how he acts in so many movies and he it's almost like a 
breaking the fourth wall moment where he talks directly to the audience and he says obviously i direct in a lot of movies because oh i'm sorry obviously i act in a lot of movies because i love acting mm-hmm. it's it's my career it's what pays the bills it's what i enjoy doing and so i'm gonna be in as many movies as i want to be in because that's my job and it was kind of like an aha moment for me it's like oh man we give Nick Cage, such a bad rap because he's in so many terrible movies when I think the reality is he's just in a lot of movies. And what percentage well, of Hollywood movies? Well, and he was movies, in debt. And he was in a lot of debt, so he had to do it. And and again, that, that goes along with the point he made in the movie, which was I had to do it to pay the bills. And he gets a bad rap because how many movies of all the films that Hollywood pumps out are actually good movies? Right. The percentage is pretty small. And so you have an actor like Nick Cage who's in a ton of movies. The, the number of quality movies is in he is in is pretty small. But if you think about the good movies he's been in, Con Air, I think National Treasure is definitely on there as well. Face Off, there's a ton of movies that he's in that he's actually really good in. And he's really good in this movie. I think he's superb in this movie. I think Pedro Pascal alongside him plays an awesome character and i want to push back a little bit to what you're saying ian i think the story is really fascinating i was really intrigued we can save it for a spoiler portion but i think they delve into some really interesting stuff in the movie and pedro pascal plays this character who is also kind of acting on his own he's like playing a character who's trying to act but is a terrible actor it's a again a very meta way of playing a character that comes off really funny the chemistry between the two fantastic uh i said in my review it's not a spoiler at all but you you think that this movie is meta which is it which it is and you watch the first quarter of the movie and it's super meta and you're like okay there's no way this movie can become even more meta and it doubles down on it and i can we can dig into that in spoilers but it is really funny really entertaining i enjoyed it Nick, Nick, is that, this is this is my turn. This is your turn. I I pretty much agree with everything you guys said. Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal were the standouts. The movie really hit its stride once they were together. Chemistry was great. Nick Cage is great. Yada yada yada. My main takeaway from this movie, and this is a little bit of a downer, I don't like Tiffany Haddish like at mm, all yeah yeah i don't think she's funny and i don't know if i don't think she's funny because of like how she is as like a comedian or if it's just like the overexposure thing yeah and maybe it was just this movie it like i have yet to be like oh wow tiffany haddish was a stand standout for me and i get that they like they kind of had to get some more firepower comedically with the FBI agents. I get that. Ike Barinholtz yeah. was pretty funny. It was just like, I don't know. It That was my main, main, main takeaway. Like if I didn't say that, I would, I would have been bummed. Yeah. I, I was, I think I was able to just kind of disregard her and her character in the movie, which, you know, she's, th- she's in the movie and she's throughout the movie from beginning to end, but mm-hmm. she doesn't really play a super significant character. I mean, the story's really just about Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal's character. It's yeah. really only about those two. Uh, I agree. She's not, she doesn't stand out. 
she doesn't add much to it. I'm not a big fan either. You know, I don't think she was very funny when she hosted the Oscars. I don't. Um, I don't. She I don't think anybody outside of Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal had had two cents on the have two cents on the table compared to what they did in this. Yeah, I think and, everybody else is. You know, I could have essentially what I'm saying is I could have watched however long this movie is with just Nick and Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. literally. So, I think um, I think I agree with you there, Nick. I think um, Tiffany Haddish is as an actress, she's she's good, um, but I just don't like her in this movie. And I don't know. It's just I I would have been fine with just Nick and Pedro just hashing it out. So yeah, and the movie really hits its hits its stride. Like it, I would say it's its second act is probably its strongest when it's just them broing out doing drugs in Spain. Yep. Um I could have done without the ex-wife daughter yeah. stuff at the beginning. I think that really brings down his like kind of the acting, he's at rock bottom stuff, like it just kind of feels like filler. Um like the main plot basically all of the subplots in this movie, I didn't really care for. The main plot in the heartbeat of Nick Cage playing Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal basically being like his number one fan, hilarious. Some of the hardest laughs I've had in a theater in a minute. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk uh, about some spoilers. Let's, let's do let's get just, into spoilers. Yeah, let's do a couple minutes of spoiler talk. It's not much in the realm of spoilers, uh, but I just did want to mention about that. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. spoilers ahead and three, two, one spoilers. Um, spoilers. When when they started writing the movie, in, so within the plot, you know, Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage are writing a screenplay. That screenplay is is this movie that we just watched. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. like if like I mean, it, so it just I think it's down on the meta ness of the movie. And I think was, it's hilarious once you like when you put two and two together it just falls into your lap and you're like you're left with oh my god this they're writing the movie that we're watching and it's so Mm -hmm. funny i just thought it was so funny there were so many times where i you know literally was laughing out loud in the theater it's not like an outrageously hysterical film but it was funny enough where i was chuckling a lot i like the you know i like the meta golden guns that he had i like the I like oh, the yeah. I like the meta shrine that he had for Nick Cage down in the basement of it his was place. So that many was great callbacks. awesome. Oh, that was so Nick funny with the yeah. with oh. the golden guns. Yeah, yep. Um, that you repeatedly used for Sonic Two, the Return <laughs> of Sonic Two, Sonic Two Fast. Um, and honestly, the action in this that that car chase scene at the end was actually not that bad. And uh, you know, I think. If there was a podcast with, or just like a, just anything with Nick and Pedro in Spain, just on these grounds, wherever they filmed, I think everybody would watch it because it was just, it fit so well. I think the wardrobe was awesome. Each of their outfits was so, they were just, it it was cool. And it was one of the things that stood out. And uh, I don't know. I just, I'm essentially, I'm, I'm like just a big fan of how this turned out. Um, everything except for the story, other than the meta falling into your lap, obviously. So, I gave I gave it a three star. Jason, did you up it to three and a half? I I gave it a three and a half in the beginning. Okay, okay. Yep. I was just wondering. Yep. 
the letterbox three and a half. The letterbox sheriff is on the prowl right now. So, <laughs> I, I gave it three and a half from the start, which um, which I know is is pretty high, but I I, I really mean, did enjoy quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you justified it in your review. So, Nick, uh, I gave it th- uh, three golden guns. Okay. There are only two in the movie, so you got to do three of yeah, something. Yeah, I'm adding else. one more golden gun out of five possible golden guns. Okay. So we got three, three and a half, and three for unbearable weight of massive talent, which I recommend anybody who's listening to this go and see. Um, I think it's definitely one of Nick Cage's standout films, um, and I think it's just because nobody has done this outside of, like, obviously documentaries nick you um stated in your review this is the craziest documentary you have seen um to which you know an argument could be made this is a documentary but it's that is you know it's a loose documentary on honestly a great friendship that we did not know between pedro and nick uh, i really hope they're like that in real life um let's uh let's clean this up guys after a beef of an episode i'm sure everybody's just overwhelmed by seeing our face and nick just constantly giving finger guns the entire time but um nick you watched ozark i I have yet to i've yet to start it what are your thoughts do you give it two do you give it two poker chips how many poker Uh, chips do you give ozark Ozark to finished officially it's done wrapped on netflix part two of the final season dropped this past weekend i binged it finished last night and it is fine yeah ending was a little clunky ending was clunky it felt rushed at points which is weird because the season was like kind of a double album of sorts where versus 10 episodes you got 14 total I just thought this these back seven, they wrapped everything up uber quick. It mm. wasn't like the most insulting ending I've ever seen. Like it was fine, and it gets it does get points from me. For... It's no Game of Thrones. Ending. Oh no! Like I could see myself rewatching Ozark. I will probably never rewatch Game of Thrones. It and Ozark does get points from me for not overstaying its welcome. It realized that it was done. The arcs of these characters were complete. Didn't stay around for a season or two extra of just like meandering. Yeah. It does get points for that and being self-aware. Even with the ending being clunky, I would still say it's probably my favorite Netflix show. Mm. Um, and probably the best Netflix drama overall. Yeah. House of Cards definitely loses steam after they did so many more extra seasons. And Kevin Spacey turned out to be a pervert. Yeah, there he is, right, to, right behind you. Yeah, just staring so right I, into our So I think it's fine. It's definitely still a top 10 show for me, I would say. Yeah. Um, But I think it, the, the ending, the ending I, wasn't as incredible. It, ending, it wasn't as crazy and we can talk – maybe we can talk spoilers once you guys catch up really fast. But it's it's fine. And, it's, and I don't think it needed to be anything special. It wasn't super insulting. Very middle yeah. of the road. Um. So, I'm yeah. still I'm still very much looking forward to it. I think it's on. Oh yeah, it's almost on the level of Breaking Bad. And right now I'm watching Better Call Saul, so I think you know it's a pretty easy transition for me. But let's move on real quick to Doctor Strange two predictions that Multiverse of Madness drops on 
well, premieres Thursday night, but drops on Friday. What are your guesses? Do you guys have any predictions? Yeah, I, I feel like we could. I mean, we have to I, we be could a definitely. Careful. We have we, we have to be a little careful on these predictions because, I mean, we could get really. We could we could just say weeds. we could just say this. Um, Everyone know, just Nick, give one each. Uh, right. Doctor Strange is gonna cast some spells. I I got a big one. I got a, I have a big one. But I'll let Ian Nick you one prediction each. I literally just said mine. Jason, you go. Uh, actually, are you Nick, serious? You, that's what you're going with. That's what I'm going with. I literally could not think of anything. I promise you, Nick. I think that uh, my prediction is Deadpool will appear. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a bad prediction. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. I th- I think it could. I everyone is I think if you asked a lot of people this question and you they only were able to give one prediction, the majority of people would say uh Tom Cruise showing up as superior Iron Man. Yeah. It's like a very popular thing right now to yeah, say. Yeah. I I agree. I'm actually going to say something different. John okay. Watts leaving Fantastic Four this week. The timing is not a coincidence. I predict John Krasinski is going to show up in this movie as Mr. Fantastic. That's that's probably the strongest one. And honestly, I will I will warn anybody who is on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, there are spoilers galore. And don't even look up don't oh, even I, look yeah. up don't even look up the word fantastic on Google. Nope. Because I, I, ha- I haven't seen a single spoiler. I've kept off. I don't know if you have Ian, but I but just 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 to put out you know transparency. I haven't seen a single spoiler. That's just me yeah. coming up with something. Uh, that, but I do hear that there are spoilers out there, so be careful. There are, and I just, I just don't look up the word fantastic anywhere. Um, I was trying to do my research on John. What about uh, if you're looking up Fantastic Mr. Fox? Don't. Um, <laughs> I was doing my. If you're gonna do that, do it in Netflix because there's no news in Netflix. So please just do that any streaming site. But I was trying to do my research for John Watts today, um, and I just saw a bunch of stuff that I quickly clicked off of. So just don't even look up the word on a browser. Um, but I'm very excited. Jason, are you seeing it on Friday, Thursday, Saturday? Thursday. I Thursday. Uh, nice. I am. I've mentioned it so many times before. I'm an AMC StubHub's member, which I love AMC out here in California. They have incredible theaters near me in Orange County. But I always end up being the one to buy everyone tickets. So I literally <laughs> bought yeah. uh, when tickets, the night tickets came out, I bought like nine tickets. Dang. Wow. So we're going as a big crew Thursday night. I'm pretty stoked. I, yeah, Ian J- and I are seeing it Friday night. Friday and uh, – Oh, a day late. Yeah. Well, we – you know. Nick's still running his high off of Sonic 2, uh, the return of what Sonic. What does that have anything to do with the tickets? You said Anyways. Friday worked better. <laughs> let's, um, that was a you thing, Ian. Let's go, let's go to I recommendations. I gave you the option. Let's go to let's recommendations slash what have we been watching. Um, I'll give my two cents. It was a very movie-light week for me. Uh, the only movie I watched that I haven't logged on Letterboxd is Molly's Game. and I The reason why I haven't logged it is because we watched it in increments as the day went on because I had a really long weekend and i was catching up on some sleep uh but i would say from what i watched you know in the little increments it's a good movie um Mm. if i were to give it stars right now i would give it three stars uh i think jessica is very good in this and idris elba has a 
surprisingly, um, you know, overtaking overtake worthy role in it to where he kind of steals the show. But honestly, not a bad watch. And if you're bored and you're on Netflix, go and watch it because it's it's decent. Did you say Andrew Elba? Yeah. Voice yeah. of Knuckles. M- M- Molly. Okay. Okay. And okay. Um, um, me. Say my name, please. Uh, I uh, quick other things. I've been watching Better Call Saul. I'm on, now I'm oh. on season two. Um, oh heck still, yeah! I'm all caught up on Outer Range, Moon Knight, and Halo. St- Halo is still as. Yeah, how's that going? It's so bad. Just don't watch it. Really? Just don't watch it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's really bad. Um, but Moon Knight has Nick. Would you agree that these last two episodes have been your favorites so far? Uh, they've been fine. I have found that the stuff I like about Moon Knight is when he's not Moon Knight. Like if he's <laughs> in costume, I well, he don't hasn't care. even been Moon Knight the last two episodes. I know. Like we saw him be like his origin sorta, but that I'm not even counting that. Like he, yeah, like you said, Jason, he really hasn't fought anyone as Moon Knight. Well, in a well, couple weeks. Even, well, even beyond that, he he hasn't even been Moon Knight the entire series. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. gotten like two, maybe two I think minutes we've gotten, total. We've gotten two or three full scenes of him as Moon Knight, and that's mm-hmm. it. And it's been what seven, eight episodes. It's, whereas uh, in five. whereas Sith. in WandaVision, we got both Wanda and Vision. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah. Nice. And Falcon and Winter nice, Soldier. Ian. Are you proud of that one? <laughs> Very. <laughs> I, I'm caught up. I'm caught up on Moon Knight as well. And I we haven't talked about Moon Knight really in the last couple of weeks. I think we'll talk about it a lot more next week because it's going to be the season finale. But yeah, big Marvel I, week next week. I'm not as big on Moon Knight as Same. I was after the first two episodes, but I still am finding it really enjoyable and I'm hoping it sticks its landing. I thought last episode was really interesting. The things it set up, I thought it was an interesting uh, episode. So I, uh, I have high hopes for the finale. I, I get also, Oh, what's that? Ian? I was going to say to an earlier point where you're talking about CGI. I'm just not a fan of the CGI in moon Knight. It's yeah. just a little it overdone. Horrible. Yeah. And it just that, does not. That look one great. I can kind of suspend some disbelief just because again, we talked about it before it's a yeah. TV show, so I can, I can give it some grace. Sorry to interrupt. Um, Go ahead. No, no. So I, I watched moon Knight, Uh, and then obviously I am caught up with winning time, the magic Johnson series on HBO. So both Moon Knight and both Winning Time has its season finale this week, and Doctor Strange comes out this week. This is a huge week. So uh, all those shows and movies uh, are fantastic. I like Moon Knight. I really like Winning Time. It's a fantastic show. Watch Winning Time. I think you're the only person who thinks that. And then, uh, well, every everyone in the sports world is so upset with Winning Time just because it's factually inaccurate. Like. Hello, have you ever watched a sports movie in your entire life? This is a dramatization of a historical event. It's just what it is. Enjoy it for what it is. You know, Jerry, this is West, a, is, Jerry West is like suing HBO. It's it's honestly, oh as a as a book reader, I stand with Jerry Jerry West. Oh, it's I honestly think it's pathetic. Just enjoy the show for what it is. Jerry West is a badass in the show. He's awesome. I love Jerry West in the show. What are you complaining about? I I just think it's pathetic. Get over yourself. This That's is a good transition to my uh, can recommendations I just, oh wait, of the week. Can I just say oh wait, what, one last one last thing? And I, I am eight minutes late to my meeting. I have to leave. <laughs> but uh, this is going to be a shocker. This weekend, I watched all of Halo. What? 
I'm completely caught up to Halo. Whoa. It's Jeez. not it's not great, but it's got some in, interesting premises to it that's kept me coming back. But I'm caught up to Halo, and I'm Jeez, just really intrigued Jason, how it's going to end. I, I feel so bad. I'm sorry. The, the uh, action episode sequences are, are they on? terrible. Halo looks terrible. I think it's on, I think it's on five or six right now. It's not um, great. All right, Nick, you, you got to finish up quick. I got to go. You got to finish up. Yeah, I have I have been watching the Apple documentary They Call Me Magic, which is the documentary about Magic Johnson's life. Got some cool establishing shots here in Lansing, so it's cool to see uh they did some some current shooting there, which was kind of fun to see. Did they did um, they shoot the giraffe at all? Like did they take a picture of the I'm giraffe? I'm sure one of the drone shots picked it up way out in the in the distance. Okay. But they love those smokestacks because he kind of went to high school around that area. Okay. Um, I've been really enjoying that. Um, Barry's back. I forgot to mention it last week. Bill Hader's show. One of my favorite shows. It's uh, Season three is back after a three-year hiatus. Uh, the first two episodes have given me a lot of anxiety. And so I'm, I'm curious to see where this season goes. That's uh, I've heard it's a, com- a I've, bit depressed. I've heard it's a comedic Dexter almost. Nah, no, not okay. really. Maybe maybe I was wrong in hearing that. But you got anything um, else? Yeah, I've been reading a book about uh, Tiger Woods, which is oh. really great. I'm almost yeah. done with that. Um, That's awesome. Other than that, I think that about catches me up. We'll talk Moon Knight next week. Yeah, we'll talk big Marvel week next week. We got yeah. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. We'll wrap up Moon Knight. Um, I know Jason's got to get to a meeting, but thank you everybody for tuning into this episode of podcast, guys. I'm sorry, my video cut out probably around oh halfway through. Oh and my god! Yeah, I told you. That's I what told I was. Okay, it wasn't it, it wasn't was Nick's. Some... It was my video. Okay, let oh me just Lord. finish the outro, and then you can get to your meeting. Oh, um, because the grind right. never stops for Jason, apparently. Oh, Gingry. you're gonna find some good old pictures for this. Ja- I uh, there is a picture of me standing next to a plane, Nick, so maybe you guys can use end. that. Nick, that's on you. Send so me pictures no, of the I can send video. I can send my own pictures. Honestly. You're not allowed to do PR for yourself. Are you serious? Literally, Whoa. I can I can turn my camera back on right now. That way, right, you guys can go. use one less picture. All right, thank you so much. For tuning into Podland, I am your co-host, Ian, alongside my buddies, Jason and Nick. Thank you for tuning in, guys, and I'm sorry about my video, but we'll see you next week with Mr. Strange. Dr. Strange. <laughs> Mr. Strange. Strange. <laughs> see you, guys. Love All you, right, Mom. Bye, guys. Love you, Mom.